Ho, 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 ho. What's up, guys? What? Dude, what's up? Yeah, Merry Christmas, Andrew. Merry, what? Happy holidays to you and yeah. yours. Yeah, I hope yeah, you're yeah. having a joyous holiday season. I know it's we're not quite there yet, but I mean, hey, it's December and, you know, there ain't no party like a Christmas party because Christmas party is only one time a year, so you got to make the most of it, right? Yeah, dude, took the words right out of my mouth. Most parties are kind of like one time a year, aren't they? Like birthday parties, that's kind of weird if you have more than one. Unless well, like you did what I used to do. Well, you would think that, but then there's stuff like Halloween where people just, whatever weekend is closest to Halloween, True. they do Halloween like three days in a row, which is kind of Halloween. Halloween. When I went out to LA. There you go. Last year. Yeah. <coughs> you know what I used to do though? I used to get two birthdays in a year. I would do the family birthday on my actual birthday. And then during the summer, since I had the pool and stuff, and I'm talking like middle school like mm. you know invite people and the parents cook for them and shit and it's highly monitored quick four hours but it's like the greatest highly, four hours of your highly life highly monitored yeah yeah and uh then i would have my summer birthday party and all my friends thought it was just to like get double presents but they were dumb and they didn't realize that you guys didn't give me gifts on my birthday during the school year because i waited till the summer and it was just to hang out by the pool and enjoy like a nice summer day but so i had double birthdays for a long time it's pretty cool I mean, that's kind of cool. I remember when I was really little, um, my birthday is five days after my sister's birthday. So I don't know if they would just give me half of my presents one day and half the other day, or if I actually got more. I can't imagine I just got double. But I would have to get, like, at least one present on my sister's birthday. Otherwise, I would get upset. <laughs> wow. That sounds... That's petty, man. It, I, it, I'm not proud of it, but, you know, thankfully I've, I've outgrown it. I thought I was the petty one here. Well, that's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, speaking of another podcast, today we are talking about video games. So, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, androids, cyborgs, robots, aliens, please welcome one and all, all in one, to another episode of No NPCs. The third episode, the second official episode in our status of Andrew being the co-host. Um, up? We're talking about... Andrew, what are we talking about today? I kind of forgot. We uh, we are talking about our favorite Star Wars video games because Ooh, because a baby. they're always making Star Wars games and b always. Star Wars is hot right now because of the the Mandalorian. So Andrew, for those from the talking TV side of the coin here who don't know, I am Chris from Talking TV. Known as the TV nerd on that show, welcome people. It's good to see you again, but this is not just an episode of Talking TV, nor is this an episode of my podcast with Andrew, Mm-mm. Andrew, talking with Andrew and Chris. This is um, a swap cast, a collab cast. I've heard a lot of weird names. A joint cast, although I feel like reggae bands might want to like exclusively yeah, save that true, one. True. So maybe don't wanna... we don't take that up. Greg can yeah, have that one. Yeah, Greg can have that one. Uh, we don't want to take that too much away from them. But uh, so basically, you know, if you guys know me from talking TV, we talk about all things movies, TV, and pop culture, news, all that type of stuff. We recently did an episode on the theaters and HBO Max pulling all their films from theaters. And if you guys know me from my show with Andrew, we do a lot of music interviews. We recently just interviewed a local legend of ours, super nice guy, Jace from Secret Secret Dino Club. We've interviewed, you know, people on RCA Records, Victory Records, um, Sony Records, which I guess is also just RCA, but like, hey, if you got to flex, flex it. It's 2020. I mean, 
I, I honestly, I feel like 2020 was kind of flex it in the sense where people got super humbled by being inside. That yeah. It's kind of nice. Like the amount of flexing on the internet has really died down. Like mm -hmm. you remember how many times someone would say weird flex, but okay to you in 2019. Oh, I still like, do it. I love it. Yeah. But I haven't seen it as much on the internet. Like the oh, world's yeah, a no. lot nicer. Well, yeah, for but sure. the point being is because this now, is the talking mainly because now if you flex, you get flamed for it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, it is what it is. You're going to pay the price if you're going to, you know, what do they say? Um, don't do the time if you can't do the crime or switch that around. Switch and you that got around. it. Yep. <laughs> Listen, guys, I got this mug because I recently just graduated. Um, not graduated. This is how hyped up on coffee I am. I got this mug from my grandma. So you're the man mug. And inside it, apparently it was man-made. <laughs> for those, and, uh, for those <laughs> listening, it says you're the man on the mug and it says man-made in the mug. And it's a little bigger than your normal mug. Like it's got it's got depth. Does it's it bigger not, than normal. It doesn't say how many ounces on it. No, it. I was looking for that. See, here's the thing, guys. I do start my morning off with a, with a cup of coffee, but it's it's not like too much smaller than that mug. But that mug is, I'd say, you get like a half, an extra half a cup. And so I've been filling that boy up to the top. And let me tell you, boy, oh boy. There's a lot of caffeine pumping in my system right now. I, I think I may have to, you know, not fill her quite so much up to the top. It's, I'm all over the place, but that's okay because this is kind of a taste for those talking TV people of my show with Andrew and I, you know, yeah. love Dom, but I'm usually the one cutting off on this show, yeah, not the other way around. Exactly. So. If you think Dom, I mean, I was going to say, if you think Dom talks a lot, you should hear Chris on talk, but Dom still talks a lot. <laughs> yeah, he does. But Andrew, so like, why don't you real quick give the talking TV folk a quick segment line paragraph of what we do on our show, because it's so all over the place, but we do it each week, so That's they true. should know about it. Well, <clears throat> I would say that our tagline is pretty, uh, pretty explanatory. It's a show about life, music, and everything in between, you know, mainly music, I guess, because we talk to a lot of musicians. And, you know, Chris and I are musicians ourselves, so we like to talk about music and albums and artists and all that kind of stuff. Like how you mm -hmm. guys talk about pop culture things with movies and TV, we do the same thing, but for music and musicians and all that. Uh, yeah, we'll but, be dropping an episode on the new Miley Cyrus and ACDC records coming soon. Probably the Miley, Miley Cyrus one first, because the ACDC one's getting a little older now. But I still want to do it just because, like, you know, I don't want to always chase a trend. I want to for sure. do some personal stuff as well. For sure. But... Um, um, we also kind of just talk about whatever we want though. You know, we talk about sports, we talk about, um, video games also occasionally <clears throat> talk about, yeah, whatever we do like we a want. once a month video game show. Hence what we're doing right now. And Andrew and I are also going to have a band going soon as well. I mean, we were in a band together and unfortunately, you know, things just sometimes don't work out, but it's okay. Cause I really do feel that we had a lot of fun making that kind of music, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to be stuck making that kind of music. Um, so I'm excited to see what we come up with, but it's all going to be starting soon. And so that's the best place to keep up to date with it all for you guys on the talking TV side of the coin and vice versa. You know, our talking with Andrew and Chris folk, I'm sure you guys watch movies. I'm sure you guys watch TV. I'm sure you guys are into pop culture. Especially this more... past year. Yeah. So point being, it's all in the description. Find it. Support the talking TV network. It's what we're trying to build. And we appreciate you guys being here. Now, with that being said, let's get to the topic of today. Favorite Star Wars video games. And Andrew, mm. kind of like how we conduct our interviews when we have guests on, I kind of wanted to start this one off. And I want to ask you, take, us, take, take me back. Take me way back. Because mm, my history with Star Wars games goes 
deep, and I'm sure yours does as well. So, like, let's let's walk through this chronologically together. Chronologically, um, yeah, sounds like an old rap in Tyler's car. Which was the first one that I shout out the first episode or second episode? Sorry, I can't I can't remember a Star Wars game that I played before playing um, Pod Racer on N64. Star Mm. Wars Episode One Racer, I believe, is the official title. I was going to say, it's got to go back to the N64, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, There were games, you know, on the systems before that, but that was before my video game time. Um, But me and my childhood friend, I never owned it on N64, but he did. And my dad would drive me to his house every morning before school because he lived like two minutes away from school and I lived like 15 minutes away, so... Childhood Tyler? I guess, yes. OG Tyler. <laughs> OG Tyler. Yeah, yeah. no, that's uh, that was um, a good one. I, I played a couple yeah. different um, Star Wars N64 games. but uh, So, yeah, I mean, you never owned an N64, in other words? Oh, I did, but I didn't get... I think I maybe owned, like, five games for it. I had Super Smash, Kirby. I had my friend's hand-me-down copy of Ocarina of Time, but I... I literally couldn't get out of the forest. I I don't know what it was. I was not good at games when I was younger. Like I was okay, but I wasn't good. Um, so oh, I moved okay. on from that. But I only had a handful of games, and I just played all of the games at Tyler's house because his mom would just get us all these games because she knew that we loved them. So I got this article pulled up right now from uh, <laughs> N64 Today, which is like, nice. that's a really funny website. I wonder how much traction they get. <laughs> probably, <laughs> you, probably more than you'd think. Do you remember Star Wars Rogue Squadron? That was a great game. You got to fly around as the X-Wing. I know about it, but I never played mm-hmm. it. That was a really fun one. Mm-hmm. Basically, the synopsis, you know, inspired by the Shadow of the Empire's Battle of Hoth stage, Star Wars Rogue Squadron is an aerial combat game. And, dude, it was, mm, it was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I, I hated Star Fox. I hated a lot of games where you pretty much strictly stayed in vehicles and driving. Like, it's never really been my thing. Never played Forza. Never really liked the air battles, the space battles in Battlefront 2, which mm-hmm. I guess is in Battlefront. Spoilers to later on in the episode. I'm sure we'll talk about the original Battlefronts. Mm-hmm. But I really liked this game. It was just so well done. Because I was more of like, get on the ground, be the character. You know, right. it's hard right. to really immerse yourself into who the character is if you're flying in a ship and you don't get to see them. Right. And so... That's why I was like, oh, this is lame. Like, I could pretend to be Luke, mm-hmm. you know. I could pretend to be, um, man, what's that guy's name? He's, like, always in the background of the movies, and everyone freaks out about him if they read the legends, but he's never, he's only got, like, one or two lines. He's one of the old rogues, uh, Gold Squadron fighters. So I was like, I could pretend to be all these guys, but I'm really not right now. I'm not seeing right. them in third person. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. But uh, that was a really great one. There it is. Here, here we go. There it is. Look at that little goggle shot. Oh, dude. <laughs> It was so good. I remember, but I do remember, like, as much as I always wanted to play as Anakin, I just knew he wasn't good, like, in the game. Maybe he was, but in my brain, he wasn't. And me and my... So me and Tyler, we both had our characters, and there was one character that we weren't allowed to play as because he was way faster than every other character, and it just wasn't fair. But now... So they remade this game for the Switch, and I have it on Switch, and now that I'm a grown-up who can understand all of the parts of the game... Um, you have to upgrade, you can upgrade all of the racers, like all of their pods. And that's why like <laughs> this first guy starts so I fast never knew that. and like, he is really fast. And I was playing as him to play all these races. And then I got to the second 
like tournament of races and the first race I just got absolutely clowned on by every racer and I'm like how did th- this difficulty spike just jumped all the way up <laughs> like wow what's going on but it really goes to show me that that game was so like they really put the time into that game even back then even though I was way too young to realize all the other parts of it but like you could spend a lot of time playing that game I never knew that that's awesome I remember we played that for uh, your birthday this uh, mm-hmm. this year we socially distanced and played that, and it was a good time. Do, do you remember this N64 game? This was uh, kind of one of the more low-key ones, but in my opinion, the best one, because it took the mechanics, and it was made by the same people who made the um, the X-Wing game. I forget what it was just called. I think it was the original Squadrons, but it was on the ground. Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo. Wow. It was badass, dude. Yeah, dude, so they would... made a few Star Wars Episode One games. Well, it was, was the times. It was the times. You know, Star Wars was always great for having those games that went along with the movie. Mm-hmm. The ARG, as they like to call it. I don't think I ever played this one, but this one looks really cool. It was so much fun. It's pretty much the Battlefront system. Right. Early on. And it's pr- like the same looking map and all that type of stuff. It was it was a blast, right. let me tell you that much. It was a really, really good game. And there was a couple others, too, that I wasn't able to find images of that I played on um, the, the N64. But I also played a few on the Super Nintendo, by the way, as well. There was a couple really good OG Star Wars games. I, I got to look them up as we speak here. But so quickly from the N64, where'd you go next? Um... After that, I think the next Star Wars game that I remember playing fondly was... So, when I was a kid, my family would go to my godparents' house for Christmas. And they... I mean, I guess they had more money than us. I don't know, their house was a lot bigger. But my godbrother, Alex, uh, he had this one GameCube game. I think it was called Jedi Knight. Maybe it was called Jedi Arena. I am I'm honestly not sure. All I know is that there wasn't <laughs> all I know is that it was for GameCube and there was this arena mode where everybody could pick a Jedi, like some of them from the movies and some of them weren't in the movies and you just pick them and you fight in this arena and it was like kind of top down sort of looking and you just like walk around and just fight each other and you can like throw your lightsaber and shit and it was really cool. And I remember okay. playing. I remember like being excited to go to his house just to play that with him for as long as he would let me play it. <laughs> yeah, and you have a list written out. I've just asked you to kind of go deeper than the list required. So for everyone who's like, "Oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about," it's like I threw Andrew on the spot here. Okay, <laughs> calm down, talking TV audience. I know you guys are real harsh sometimes. Well, I'm pretty Give sure that break. game. I'm pretty sure that game is called Jedi Knight, but I never saw the menu, and I never played any other mode besides that arena mode and i was like up. five or six so that's all star I remember, wars but jedi knight it was awesome knight. well i mean there's it's tough because uh jedi academy is that what you're talking about maybe was that for the gamecube slash ps2 era it was yep then it was probably that one jedi knight 2 outcast so it seems like they made a few of them let me pull up the, po- the post there Oh, man, I just remembered also I randomly rented Star Wars Bounty Hunter from Blockbuster one time. What? What? Yo, I never played that game. What was the deal with that game? Dude, you were Jango Fett, and you literally just went on bounty hunting missions. It It was so cool. Like, it was a story. It wasn't like you just... It wasn't like open world or anything, but... It was really cool. Okay. Like his base gun was the the two pistols, and you could just spam that, and like obviously they would overheat, but it was awesome. And then you had the jetpack, you had the flamethrower. It was really cool. 
It was so it was honestly was it really, just one of those like old really school well sto- made for like a GameCube game. Was it one of those old school story based games where you kind of just like you know linear linearly went through like you know yeah, the campaign it was, and it was basically like in the sense of just how much freedom you have and stuff like that. It was basically like mm-hmm. Star the Star Wars Episode Three game for PS2. And GameCube probably, okay. which was gotcha. another one that I was super into. Yeah, I think that this was it. Okay, I'm pretty sure that was. And it. what was the premise of this before we get too far away from it? Um, if I remember correctly, you're just some like it's like a a new kind of. I don't know if it's really like a story story. I think it's just kind of like happening, and it was more so just to be to like have a game where you're just learning to become a Jedi. I think it's pretty fun. Then, was it happening in the way of like the 1960s where man that that jacket's happening or was it not no so it wasn't like that explain that then I think explain it was that like a more. I think it was like during the prequel era and it was just mm-hmm. like you're just a random Jedi at the Jedi Academy and like that was it and you just learn how to be a Jedi Okay how and to be a I'm, Jedi is my favorite <laughs> It's your favorite what? <laughs> Never mind. The moment's passed. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. I like that. I like that a lot. It kind of sounds yeah. like a big tutorial in a game. Like, here's how you throw the lightsaber. I know uh, it's not. Maybe, but, but I just remember, I'm, I mean, now I'm getting hit with this other memory where there was another mode. Maybe I'm thinking, oh my gosh, no. Okay. I just remembered what it was. It wasn't you this game at all. This? It, was, it wasn't even this game at all. It was Star Wars Clone Wars. That was what it was called. It was just like oh. Clone Wars. Well, Star Wars Clone Wars, the game. We were, we were going to get there either way. So let's not jump the shark a little too much. I can't believe that it, it just hit me. Because I, just, I just remembered like other modes where like you're both in a gunship like shooting stuff. Yeah. And like both in Dude. little speeders and stuff. It was so cool. So let me just get, get some things out in the open right now. Okay? I'm going to get okay. real honest with you guys. I okay. enjoyed my time in the earlier vein of Star Wars games. And Star Wars was arguably one of the first pop culture things I ever really loved, if not like the first thing I got obsessed with. Wizard of Oz was on a lot. I guess I asked to watch it a lot, but like, I don't know. It's a pretty easy movie to put on for a kid. So it's like, you know, that's not really, like I would say it's not really an interest. And obviously Rugrats were dope, but like (laughs) Star Wars was like the first thing where I was like, damn, like I need to know everything about this. Right. And I love those first sect of games. I really did. You know, I played my fair share of pod racing against my sister and, uh, spoiler alert, never lost. Um, wow. Yep. Yep. I was She's pretty good. She's probably so embarrassed about that. Probably. Yeah. I was pretty good. Not going to lie. Um, and you know, of course I played those cool N64 games. I showed you the battle for Naboo one was arguably the best, but they weren't. The first gen of Star Wars games, and I guess really that second gen, because like Super Nintendo had a bunch, but I can't remember them, and God knows the internet can't either. I really tried looking it up. Shadows of the Empire N64 or Super Nintendo? I think that was Super Nintendo, and that game was so badass, but again, it wasn't as good as this second, the third era. I would call it like how Ska has three waves. I would say that around the same time the third wave of Ska was happening, like, you know, early 2000s. How often can you relate whatever you're talking to back to Ska? I mean, it's just kind of like my experiences. It's like, how often do you relate to your experiences in life with other things? Pretty pretty subconsciously, right? Okay. So with that being said, we're going to get real here. So there was two games, and I'm going to put them up on the screen in order of how they 
affected me. The first was a game that I never beat. I always got stuck on level four because I was too little and I could not understand how to force pull, but that's okay because I loved the shit out of this game. You ever play this game, Andrew? No. What? This game was amazing, dude. Yo, I would love to play this game. This Star game Wars was Obi-Wan? the bee's knees. It was Ewan McGregor, episode one, just separated from Qui-Gon, and you just out there all alone, and you run like this fictionalized campaign, and it was, oh man, it was wow. so good, dude. And the thing about Star Wars games is the formula really hasn't changed that much, just the graphics have changed. Like, look at this still I'm about to pull up. It's pretty much just like a KOTR still. Like, it's the same looking type thing, but instead it's just older graphics. And and it was awesome, man. Dude, like that's him fighting Plo Koon or a Plo Koon alien race for some reason, which I don't understand, but it was a fun game and I never got that far to understand it. But you would basically have to go and I think the premise was save Anakin Skywalker. But you know what? Let me look up the premise real quick. Well, because I don't know if I even ever heard of this game. Really? I, I, I always felt like this game was either a sleeper or we had so many great Star Wars games come after it that it just got forgotten, but it had, I feel like it had to have had its moment. But basically, here's the plot. So, it's retelling the events of The Phantom Menace, beginning with Obi-Wan surviving an attempt on his life by a criminal outfit called the Black Heath on Coruscant. He reports this to the Jedi Council, who inform him that the Black Heath have been growing in strength, and the informant planted by the city guard has been exposed and taken to the gang's hideout. Mace Windu tasks Obi-Wan with rescuing him. The information reveals the arms dealers are selling large quantities of weapons to the Black Heath to destabilize Coruscant. So it's like, it's canon, I guess, but you never see that story in the movies. It's like one of those side right. quests that Obi-Wan does, and it's really, it was really good, really good, really well done. So, That's, can't believe you didn't play this one, man. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's right up my alley. It was only but, on Xbox. I don't know if that changes anything. It was one of well, the first never, or Xbox originals, too. Remember those? I never owned an Xbox original. Yeah. I didn't know if you played it at, you know, Childhood no. Tyler's house or whatever. But <laughs> no, he uh, never owned an Xbox either. He got an Xbox second... three, We both got Xbox 360s, but okay, we, gotcha. we never had the original one. But The second I, game, and arguably yep. top three favorite Star Wars games of all time, which came out not too shortly after, but I, hope I know this was cross-platform. Star Wars The Clone Wars? Well, there it is. There it is. This was the Run one the you were bag. talking about, right? That's the one I was talking about, yes. With the arena mode? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bro, I loved that arena mode. Mm. I lost this my game shit so to that good. arena mode. That top-down arena mode, seeing how many waves you could survive, dude, it was phenomenal. If they dude, remade it, I would play it today. I remember now, I rented this game because I played it at my godbrother's house, and I remember playing the campaign, like, being a kid and being like, this is so hard. I don't know how he plays this game, but, like, I was just bad at games. But it's it was so good. I would love to play it now. I would love to play it now. But it, it there was, was there was one other. I'll let you finish, but I just want to let you know there's another Star Wars game for <laughs> okay, the Xbox Kanye. that I was gonna <laughs> that I'm gonna bring up in a second. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, dude, I'm trying to find images of this online. I really want to find images of the Geonosian arena because like the main storyline was really cool. It but was fun. I think but people went like to play arena, this game. Dude. Yeah, I think that's where people went to play this game. You know, was mm-hmm. the Star Wars arena. 
I found like a weird angle that I, I don't understand why this is the only image on Google because this totally was not like the full, like it was a top down, but I guess someone manipulated a camera maybe in an emulator and so they have this picture for us. But I mean, this, this arena mode was legendary. Like this looks like Battlefront. It might be. I don't know why. Then that is that is the original battle. Well, it's Battlefront Two because of the Super Battle Droid, I think. But dang it, man! I can't find anything on this stupid little mini game. But Just it was search, like the best like, part Star of the game. Wars, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, like multiplayer mode. The game, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the game, multiplayer mode. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything on it, man. Uh, they just use too many of the same words in all their games. I know. It's, it's so hard. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, The Game, Geonosian Arena. It's like, this is like the craziest, most SEO'd search in the history of SEO searches. But no, it really was absolutely a phenomenal game. And if you guys never played it, I really think you should go back and play it. Because what also was fun about this game was the vehicles, too. You could mm -hmm. ride that sort of like Clone Wars ground speeder thing. Yeah. Really wreck some kids in it. It was awesome. I remember I like being in that and being like, this is the whole game. This is what you need to do. And I specifically remember Mission 2. You were in that thing the entirety of the time. It was pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. The other game that was for Xbox Original that I played that I also never beat because while I was playing it, my stepsister accidentally knocked my 360 to the ground and it put a permanent ring on the disc that rendered it useless, which was very sad. Um, was Star Wars Republic Commando. Wait, did you play that game? Yeah, of course. Okay, I was going to say, because if you didn't, then what were you doing? It was literally just Star Wars Halo. It was so good. And, like, you just... I have it for... I have it on Steam, but as we all know, if anyone has Steam and has, like, an old, you know, like a port of a game on Steam, like, from those days, you know that it's riddled with bugs. Um, they all have bugs. I don't know why they can't figure it out. <laughs> I have it on Steam as well because they always put it on sale. Every Steam yeah, it's sale always goes 10 on bucks. sale. They're always like yeah, 10 and five so I picked exactly. it up. And it, it was so sick. You have all the different guys that are all good at something else, and that was I thought that was so cool that they all had a different personality and they were all good at something. That was the first game where I saw the ability to switch between different characters and tactically place them at certain points. To like well, use their abilities. You didn't I don't switch between them. You just you did. You got to tell them what to do, and like each one had their own thing you, that they were good at. Right. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. And the commercial was so scary too. I remember that commercial back in the day. They yeah. came down like this dark corridor. The thing was yeah. badass, man. It was intense. Yeah. It's a yeah, fun that, game. This was a good one. It was another one. Like this isn't the era of I was too young to beat it unless the story mode was super simplistic. So I really don't think I ever beat this game. I did beat the Clone Wars game because that was pretty easy. You just get in that ship and smash it up. Right. You know? But, but obviously we good be, games from that era. We'd be remiss if we were talking about Star Wars shooting games and we didn't talk about the original Star Wars Battlefront games. Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like that's where we would logically have to go next. I know. Um so, so Andrew, I, I wanted to wrap those up so that we could also talk about some non-first-person shooter Star Wars games as well. I remember the first time I got the Star Wars Battlefront game. It was, mm. I think it, I think it was late elementary school. We had it's, it had been a year since we moved up to uh, up to where we live now, and I remember like coming home from school, and like it was waiting for me, like you know. <laughs> 
my grandma's great. She went out and got it for me. I remember, oh man, this is such a funny thing. She used to call me up and be like, I want to make sure it's the right one. Like, uh, call me back or like, she'd call me like the night before she'd like have me circle it or something like in like a book or a flyer or something. And she'd go and get the right one. And, uh, sometimes they'd even call the school and like take me out of class and she'd be like, it's not really an emergency, but like, I need to make sure this is the right <laughs> I'm getting the right one for you. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Xbox or whatever, like your, in front of a school grandma, secretary. Your grandma is, uh, she's she's a real one. She's great, yeah. And so I remember coming home and just popping this thing in. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I played it for like eight hours straight. Like it, it, was, it was that so kind of good. game. Yeah. It was so good. Everything, everything was perfect. Like the sounds, like the third person aspect, like the the bullets hitting the target. It was just all. It was just all so good, and it's so simple. It's so simple, but it's just I, a phenomenally made game. And I remember, like, when I started playing it, I was like, "Wait, you're just a normal soldier? Like, that's it? You don't even have a name? Like, that's it?" I was like, "That's awesome!" I was like, "That's I love so that. cool!" I was like, "That's such a great way to do it!" Like, how how have I never thought of this? Like, <laughs> like it was so great. immersive. It just made you feel like you were just one of the masses. And the so fact good. that everyone was battling all around you on the map was just so intense, man. Yeah, it was because so you could good. lose even if you were doing everything right if you weren't like managing the resources right and your NPCs mm-hmm. were getting killed. I remember seeing the bars at the top, like of your reinforcements and the enemy reinforcements, and like being really stressed out when theirs was bigger than mine. I was just like, "What? Am, like, what am I doing? What's wrong with my army?" <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so dude. Good. Battlefront 2, they even made it better, which was I crazy. I know. Battlefront 2, I feel like, is, like, one of my favorite, like, game sequels of all time. It has to be. It's like a like, top-tier game sequel. It ha- it's, it's, seriously. It just, it just looked... Dude, I remember, <laughs> I remember, like, obviously the graphics aren't incredible for either of these games nowadays because whatever. But I remember when you go from Battlefront 1 to Battlefront 2 and, like, the, the red clone trooper guy that had the little, like, not cape, but he had, like, a little battle skirt thing that flapped in the wind i remember being like that looks so realistic this game is nuts yeah and obviously and that one was cool because in battlefront one the story mode was just like oh you're just a a soldier in this battle from the movie and you're like oh that's really cool and then in the second one you were one unit that went from being clones going through the whole prequel stuff and then turning into stormtroopers and staying the same unit but now stormtroopers and you keep going it was so cool yeah. It was so well done. And then obviously everybody spent way too much time in the multiplayer mode just doing hero deathmatch because that was that was half of the game right there. Yeah. It was still fun though. I liked that. But I mean I was always more of a fan of like I would turn the heroes off to be honest with you. I just well, like yeah, the that's raw fun. carnage of the soldiers. I was saying, going but I'm at saying it. that the mode where you could only be the heroes was so fun. It was. No, no, it was a good time. But I just felt like it was like kind of cheap. And I was super nice at shooters back in the day. So I was like, man, I don't need no Jedi coming in and screwing my mojo up. I'm going to get like 80 kills anyways, you know? Yeah, like, but you ever heard of Foreshine? If you're that good, dude, then you should just be able to kill the Jedi. Yeah, whatever, man. If you ever heard of foreshotting? It's a thing in Halo that you can do with the battle rifle where if you get four consecutive headshots in a row in under like two seconds, you foreshot them to death it's like a four shot kill like i would do that like i'd get like 34 shots in like a 250 points match in like halo slayer which Whoa. which isn't bad because people are jumping around about and stuff. halo bro 
But I was like that at Battlefront 2. I was like that. Anyways, right, listen, um, I believe you, but what I'm saying is that that was fun. Me. But it, what I'm saying is that whether that's true or not, there's a different kind of fun to be had with your friends when you jump in as Darth Maul and someone else is Darth Vader and you guys team up on a Yoda and a Han Solo and it's just it's just so fun. I never played on the same team as my friends. Especially okay, I'd well, always be like if you're here you're versing me. Deal with it. You have more what if you have more than one person? Take turns like that, what do you think this what is? Like, we're, we're going head what to if head. There's, what if there's four people? It's going to be one one versus three. You're going to be against all three of them every time. I'll, I'll win. Yeah, but then the three of them are on the same team. So what a, if you're taking turns, then you'll end up on that team too. Why Look, are you man, doing this? I, I don't think Why I don't know you it. like cooperative games? They're I'm boring. I'm not saying... You can exist in both. You can enjoy both of them. Here's something I really enjoyed moving forward. Did you ever play these games? No. Why not? Why you say that with such... Disdain or dis- disgust, rather. I think they're boring. Damn, that's wild. I'm just doing How could what you, you say just that? said about co-op games. They're, these games are phenomenal. I mean, I never listen. I never played it. All right, I don't know why. I just didn't. Wow, this would arguably be like potentially my number two favorite of the Star Wars video game series. Battlefront, obviously, being number one. I mean, these games are just. They revolutionized the genre. I mean, they, they really did. And they brought a character to the forefront in the, in the shape of Darth Revan. Like, that was huge. Like, they, what video game has created such Legends lore for its universe than this game? I mean, man, I love watching people go through and play these games. I love replaying them myself because you can make so many different choices in them for a game of that era. It's, they were like the original Witcher or Fallout, like... Really, really well done games. If you haven't played them, I guess we don't need to spend too much time on it because, to be honest with you, I don't want to spoil anything. The only thing that kind of sucks are the graphics in uh, 2 and, and the wasn't first this one. Made, wasn't this made by the same people that made Mass Effect? Uh, I don't know. That I don't know. But I do know that what's unfortunate is that there was a lot going on and the games were so big and so the graphics kind of suffered a bit. But that's okay, because the writing's phenomenal. And they did report it to the iPhone, and it looks a little better there, but it's, like, kind of hard to play on the iPhone. Maybe mm-hmm. on the iPad, but, like, I'm not really trying to play games on my iPhone or iPad, you know? This this is... Wait, was this the one that was like Mass Effect, where it was, like, a whole story with decisions, or is this the Mass Effect yeah. online multiplayer one? No, this is the RPG. Story one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, 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 cool. That's what I thought. Yeah, I I mean obviously I know about these games. The Skyrim of Space, them, to be honest with you, and I know that they're really good. I just never played them. I would highly recommend you go back and play them. I think you'd love it. I know you're in a bit of a a multiplayer game thing for the past few years, but if you ever want to just like you know get into some you know solo storytelling type games, and that isn't Miles Morales Spider Man, which I'm sure you're going to play soon. Um, it's, well, I need uh, a PS5 for that. Oh, they only did that on the PS5. As far as I know. Wow. Okay. Maybe well, not. I, guess. I don't know. Either While way. While you wait. While you wait. Play the KOTORs, man. They're great. And they're on sale the on Steam all the time. You can get both of them for five bucks. You can't beat that. And they're not buggy. They're actually some of the old Star Wars games that aren't buggy. Because they've just mm. been ported so many times. So, <laughs> so many times. Because they're, they're classics. So yeah, the, the Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, I think 1 was a little stronger. But 2 obviously was a little more refined. So. Mm-hmm. 
Jumping uh, forward, I th- man. I think that the one that I played from that era a lot was Star Wars Episode Three. if you ever played that one. That no. one was a really fun Star Wars adventure game that literally just went through Revenge of the Sith, pretty much. And I did play that one. You fought General yeah. Grievous in it? Yeah, you pretty much only played as Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah, that game was and amazing. Were, yeah, that game was really fun. That that um, story was like, awesome. I feel like if I went back and played it now, it might not be as good as I remember, but it was sure. really fun. And I remember that you unlocked all these really cool combos that did really cool finishing moves, like stabbing them through the chest and shit like that. But there was and also the multiplayer mode. Yeah, the dual mode yeah, where you exactly. could fight each other as different different guys because that was part of the story too. You would always like every time... I feel I don't think there was ever a boss fight kind of like exactly dude. Yeah, they put the high ground ever, on the cover. I don't think there was ever a boss fight that was like Force Unleashed where you like run around the whole time. It was like every time you fought somebody with a lightsaber, it was like a fighting game. Yep, it was. It was great. It was, it was so sick. This game uh, like for something that is I feel like for most Star Wars games, they're always like, oh, yeah, and you can you go across all the movies and you go across all the different stories. And this one was like, nah, you're just Anakin and Obi-Wan's story from Revenge of the Sith. Like, you barely even touch on all the other stuff. Yeah. They always had those kind of games. Like, the one, like, movie paired with the movie game. Right. I remember the one level where you go to the the Jedi Temple or the Academy or whatever they called it with Yoda as Obi-Wan after Anakin had been there. And that level was so hard because you fought those clone assassin guys that, like, they would, like, mm. do backflips and they had the arm blades. Those guys were so hard to fight. They were yeah. just so nimble and they would dodge everything and then they would just, like, hit you and, like, half your health would be gone. And I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do against these guys? The Star Wars games always had some really wild characters who I wished were in the movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game was so fun. I remember like, those those were my favorite, like, Star Wars enemies I had ever seen. They were the coolest clone troopers I've ever seen. Bro, that would have been badass, man. For Put him sure. in the movie. I want to oh, see that. I'm a 14-year-old boy. Well, yes, The Force Unleashed. Also two really, 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 really fun Star Wars adventures. Great games. Played them actually a year and a half ago for the first time. And I honestly have no idea if they're considered canon anymore, but I thought it was really cool that they got a real-life actor to like be the main character in the game. And, like, yeah. I thought it was such a cool idea, like the secret apprentice, Starkiller. They replicated that as well for um, a more modern game that we can get to later. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, but if we're talk, listen, if we're talking about Star Wars adventure games, then I have to talk <laughs> about the ones that like I spent. I, honestly, maybe Battlefront Two might I might have played more than this one, but I feel like if I didn't, this is the Star Wars game I played the most, mm-hmm. and it's Lego Star Wars. Ah, see, I never cared about the, these games the lego star wars game the one with the prequel trilogy um that was the first lego game i ever played i think aside from no that's not true i played lego soccer and lego racers too when i was a kid and lego land that was cool but of the newer lego games star wars was the first one i played and it was so much fun i loved it so much i unlocked every character i needed all the characters and then they came out with the original trilogy one and that one was really cool and you could make your own character in that one and i made some guy called the mailman and he had a pistol and it was really fun and they were just so good and then since then all the other lego adventure games like harry potter and lord of the rings and hobbit they're all so fun but the lego star wars games i don't know what it was because this was before they did like the 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 dialogue from the movies, they just had them be like, "Huh," 
And it was just, it was so stupid mm-hmm. and so funny. They probably had to get so the rights. Fun. It was so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you, you know, the Star them? Wars... Yeah, I guess they you, you wouldn't have played those games. That's not really up your no, alley. They were, I thought they were whack. I made fun of kids who played them. Not in, like, a super mean way, but I was like, dude, you know, like, Battlefront 2's out, right? Like, I jest, <laughs> poke jabs at people. But, uh, right, you know, right, hey, look, right. to each his own. Like, I, I actually have uh, seen some gameplay of the Lord of the Rings Lego games, and it, it did look pretty fun. Shout out Coke Lord Orange for opening my eyes. The, yeah, the Lego Lord of the Rings game, if it wasn't Lego, might be my favorite Lord of the Rings game. If they yeah. made it legit like that. So we've kind of been flirting with the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox, Xbox 360 era. Is there anything you kind of feel we've missed in this chapter before we um, jump forward? Um, or rather, on your list, is there anything we've missed? I know you actually wrote a list out. Uh, I was kind of well, just the only, spitballing. I just looked. The only one on my list that we haven't touched on is a modern one, so I figured that that's where okay. we're going to end it is talk about how far they've come. That's where but we'll I end can't it. Think of Let's Star see Wars how far they've come. All right. Uh, um, yeah, no, so we can jump forward, man, because I, I, I think I really said everything I needed to say. There was a, a couple other cool games like um, that I, I played, but none that really, I don't know. There was a couple, there was like a lot of misses as well. So right. Star, Star Wars has so many games and not all of them are good, but the good ones are legendary. Exactly. What I'm so, really yeah, sad about is that we'll we'll never play that Star Wars was it thirteen thirteen or something? The really cool looking like stealthy Star Wars game that never got finished. I don't know that one. That one looked really cool. There are there are three Star Wars games I can think of off the top of my head that I know were cancelled when all of LucasArts projects were cancelled that would have been really cool. One of them was I'm pretty sure it was called Star Wars thirteen thirteen and you were like a smuggler who had to like be really stealthy and sneak around and murder stormtroopers and steal stuff, and it was really cool. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Three, like from the original ones, they were making a third one that looked really cool, and then they scrapped it for whatever. I don't know what the deal was with that. Um, and then there was a Darth Maul game where you were like, you played. Oh, uh, really? Maul, which would have been it? Like all the demos and stuff that I've seen, they looked so cool. That sounds awesome. I hate when that stuff happens. But everything was canceled. And then we got the new Battlefront games, which... Which I wanted to talk about, actually. Yes, let's talk about them. So what's your experience with these games? So the first one, the first new Battlefront, I never owned myself. My buddy PJ, shout out PJ, he owned it. And I would go to his house and we would try to clear the survival missions on the hardest difficulty, which was just like you're just two soldiers and then they just keep sending in waves of stormtroopers and walkers and stuff like that and it was honestly really hard on the hard difficulty i don't know if we ever beat all of them and got all the stars but it was really fun um i remember thinking it was kind of a waste that there was no campaign like i like obviously it was fun and everybody played it and it was a like a well-made game but i was just like but where's the campaign like yeah this was kind of around the time when uh campaigns were there half the time what is this game like 2016 when the shift I I'd say so. the shift started a little earlier, but, right. um, yeah, I mean, and I, I, I was just like, even, even just like, and I mean, they had like a couple, I guess, kind of like scenario missions. Sort so of, November 16th, like, not really 2015. So you're right. Okay. And that's exactly yeah. when I think the campaign started to become a bit antiquated, which is unfortunate right. because the only problem and with this game was to me was the, uh, the companies behind <laughs> it, like dice and EA. 
EA was mm-hmm. one of the the first real big sort of like pay to win, um, pay games right. as a service type thing where it's like all these like Buy microtransactions. Yeah. Like this game was plagued with the microtransactions. I remember it being really fun at first and I played it actually probably for a good six months with my online buddies. This is right when I first met my crew. You know my crew. I don't want to name anyone because they like to remain anonymous, but I have a good group of friends that I don't know. I, I can confirm that this crew does exist. Actually, I guess I do know them in real life. I've met a few of them as we've uh, traveled and whatnot, but this point in time I hadn't anyway. I hadn't really toured yet but it's like I have this group of Xbox friends that I've become friends with in real life and this is one of the first games we played together but I remember us quickly being like oh so they want us to pay $30 for this expansion that only gives us two more maps and like one more gun we'll buy the first right. one and right, then they were like exactly. again three months later you, you just like they gave this is the first time I felt that video games became games for a service a subscription like a Netflix thing and you didn't get the whole thing at once even though it felt like right. the whole thing was done at once Right. And honestly, like when this game was coming out, I thought it was cool and I thought it looked really cool. But I was just like, why are they calling it Star Wars Battlefront? Like this isn't Star Wars Battlefront. We already have Star Wars Battlefront. Those games are amazing. Everybody loves them. It's made dice. If you don't know, are the people who make Battlefield, all the Battlefield games, which are cool. If they had just called this game Star Wars Battlefield, I would have had no problems with that. I would have been like, that's freaking awesome. You just made a Battlefield game, but it's Star Wars. That's perfect. And that's exactly what they did. But then they called it Star Wars Battlefront, like trying to just be like, hey, you remember that fun, really fun game? Well, come play this really fun game. And it's like, get out of here, dude. Don't don't try to manipulate me into playing your game because you call it what it's not. Just call it what it is and it'd be amazing. And like that, it just always put a sour taste in my mouth at this game. But I thought, but like that aside, I thought it was well made and like the sounds are perfect, all the... The, it all looks amazing. All of the different guns are there. Like all the heroes, they're all. It's all really fun and it's all really cool. And I thought that the second one just expanded upon it. Even though I also heard that the second one's multiplayer servers, at least at launch, were like they like they didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So I actually can speak to that. But before we get away from this game, y- you know, I agree with pretty much all of what you just said. Visually stunning, really smooth mechanics, in- intense, pretty intense, man. Like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the way that they did the multiplayer, I think it was 30 versus 30. You were always playing right. other people online. And there was like a few NPCs mixed in to give it that big feel. But really it was like, do you have a team of better players? Because if you don't, right. then you're going to lose. And that was a lot and more I, fun and than I the old And I remember like these space battles were like the best Star Wars space battles I've ever played. Like the most intuitive controls. Yeah, and, like, the I tolerated looks, those. It was really cool. Still right. didn't like them. And by, by the way... We, you know, the thing is, the the core concept, what they copied from the original Battlefront, was obviously better because games obviously have gotten so much better, visually, right. visually, technologically, all that stuff. But they didn't have the Galactic Conquest mode, which was incredible. They didn't have the campaign mode, which was incredible from the first games, and right. they had like this BS sort of like hero arena, which was cool and all that, but like they yeah. never balanced the characters out. I felt like the light side was right. always dominating, and how can Leia? And Han Solo bring down Darth Vader that easily. It makes zero sense to me. I know. I was. I remember like, I remember playing the online version and like finally getting to pick a hero, and I was like, oh hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like, uh, what's his face, Luke or something. And I'd run around as Luke, and then all of a sudden, like some dude playing Boba Fett would just be like, pow, 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 pow. and I'm like, what? Yeah. The, what? And yeah, so my what? Xbox friends and I, we were like, damn, like we're getting kind of bored of playing Sea of Thieves or. Um, not Fortnite. We don't, we don't play Fortnite. I hate Fortnite. Nah. Um, nah. 
you know, we played a lot of Warzone, Call of Duty, but then they, uh, again, didn't listen to the community, same as DICE, I would say, and kind of ruined yeah. that quickly. And so we were like, my friend calls me up, Myth, I'm, I can say that, that's okay, and he's like, Chris, I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, Battlefront 2, on sale, $15, gotta get it. And I was like, why? He's like, we're all playing it tonight. And I was like, okay. When Myth tells you to buy a game, you know it's going to be money well spent. We're going to play it especially, at least for like four months. Especially when he, when he says we're all playing it tonight. And we did. You know, Myth, Carter, the whole gang. And uh, it was great. For like five months we played this game and we were frustrated with it. But we also just kept reminding ourselves that, dude, people paid 60 bucks at launch for this. We got it for $15. That's awesome. But we would not have paid... 60 bucks for this because the servers to this day you have to we like to go offline because i play with some people humble brag who are pretty well known in a game called elder scrolls online and they have like not fans but people who like will antagonize them when they see them online and just demand things of them and flood their inbox because they're valuable to people and so <laughs> they always go offline so to not get spammed but this game you can't get a party set up unless you're all online and it takes five minutes to register and and so it's the game xbox invitations doesn't work you have to go through the battlefront servers and you have to send like eight messages to get in a party like it takes a half hour to connect then you play and you're good but if someone does disconnect if someone's wi-fi goes out you're doing that whole process again for another half hour and that happens that's, a lot that's wild because i feel like maybe it was just on ps4 but i felt like it was mainly that once you were in the game, it would just be like a lot of a lot. You'd see a lot of rubber banding and like people just like disappearing and moving around and like things just not working and then like the game just crashing and stuff like that. But Did you play the second one? I ha yeah, I own it. Okay, what do you think of it? I um, think we're real I quick, real quick. I just want to say because all I did was speak about the online service. My bad. I think it's obviously even better as far as smooth mechanics, graphics, but those are all mm -hmm. things that like obviously a film made by a filmmaker in 2014 isn't going to look as good as a filmmaker who made a film in 2022. It's like the technology keeps getting better. So like mm -hmm. stop, stop making the givens be a reason to get it. Like we know that's going to happen. Right. You know, it's right. like this game was even, this game was microtransaction. The game, if they hinted at it in battlefront, the first one from the EA dice era, this was just like, Oh, you want this, whatever well here's five dollars right. in tokens and buy it you know right. credits they did they released it like that and then everyone was like what the hell are you guys doing and then they undid a lot of it because everyone was so mad i remember that but um yeah yeah that I was remember, a big debacle yeah i got this game because it was also on sale i think i got it for like 10 bucks at some point i don't remember <sighs> exactly that but, hurts dude 10 <laughs> <laughs> um but I remember I wanted it because I saw it had a campaign and I was like, oh, that's cool. And it's like canon and like they made a big deal about it and like they have real, they did another thing like um, The Force Unleashed where they got an actual actress to like scan her face and be the character and all that stuff. And I thought the story was really cool. Um, playing through the campaign, it's like stupid easy. Like the AI in it is, they're like not smart. And I don't know if that was like to play up the the joke that in star wars movies like all the stormtroopers have terrible aim and all that stuff mm -hmm. um could be but i feel like but i feel like the problem wasn't the ai's aim i feel like their aim was pretty good they hit me when they were shooting at me but the problem was that like i could just very easily just like sneak around the entire level and shoot everyone in the head and no one would ever find me <laughs> like it was like easy like that which to be honest i still had a lot of fun playing it because i like playing games that way but i also recognize that like for a lot of other people this isn't what they wanted but the story was cool. 
and it's fun and I've played it a couple times. My only gripe with it is that they did this thing where you play through the whole story and I won't spoil like the actual story in case people want to play it and all that stuff because I thought it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But you get all the way to the end of the, of the campaign and something happens and then they show you a cutscene that's like the story's not over and then it has a screen that's like it's coming like it's essentially going to be a DLC thing and like right there I'm like okay this campaign wasn't really like that long and then you're not even going to give me all of it and then you're going to say I have to wait and I was like but whatever if I get the rest of the campaign later then that's cool then I waited and I waited and then it finally came out and it was one extra level which was like two hours and I'm like the campaign was only like six hours <laughs> Yeah. Or however long it is. And then you only gave me one level that basically was just like, here's what happened 10 years later or something. And I'm like, what? Like, that's it? And like, it was a good level. I'm not going to say it wasn't a fun level, but I was like, that's all you're going to give me? That's it? After all of this? Like, yep. come on. And, and dude, the worst part about this game was, again, the unbalancing issues. I don't know if you've played the online multiplayer. I'm sure you have. Why would you not? That's the I, only I real big feature. I did a little feature. bit, but it just like, but like I said, it just like wouldn't work. And I've never been a yeah. big fan of the battlefield online thing, where it's like a hundred people versus a hundred people. Like I've never really been into that. I like the six v six kind of thing in Overwatch type shit. So people um, camp I like the heroes. Small teams. Yeah, I like small teams right. too. I think those are fun. My favorite thing in, in Halo of all time was the four v four team slayers, and right, uh, SWATs. Right. Actually, oh my god, that was nice. But uh, anyways. Um, I would actually get like 45 kills out of 50 in listen, a match. I, listen, if if anything, I know that you're very good at Halo. And if anything... Was I good. Like I'm old SWAT, now. You're right. I feel like SWAT would have been your time to shine. Yeah. This this Carpel Tunnel, you know, really, I could have I been I could have been a contender. The Carpel I could, Tunnel. I could have been a contender. That's for all you talking TV nerds out there. I see you. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know... They never, again, instead of fixing the, um, the unbalanced heroes and how people will literally, like Myth, when he plays, he'll, when he gets a certain amount of points, because you have points in the game and you can spend them on, like, you know, you have the four base troopers, right. and then you can spend mm-hmm. them on, like, the extra classes, he'll camp to get yeah, Yoda. And he doesn't do that to be malicious. He does that because he knows if he doesn't camp it, then he's never going to be able to get it. Cause there's so many people right. who camp the heroes and it's like, if your whole team is camping heroes and there's 12 of you on a field versus their 23, you could have the 12 best players in the game. You're getting outnumbered nine times out of 10. It's so right. stupid. They should automatically exactly. spawn you and they never fixed any of these things that if you go on a quick Reddit search, like I did a quick Reddit search for this game before this and there were so many good ideas on how to fix it. But right. instead they all just fixed the microtransactions. People's cards weren't being read. So they fixed that. But right. That's the thing. And that's what's, that's kind of like, I mean, this is, you know, bigger than a Star Wars, you know, problem, but, yeah. um, you ever heard the expression, companies, all, what? No dice. Yeah. Cause I mean that in the literal sense when I'm speaking about yes, this new era of Star Wars games. But what I'm saying is like big companies like EA and even Blizzard or Activision or all those ones, like oh. they all own each other or whatever. Like. They don't have like they don't they don't have to listen to us because we buy the game anyway. But they should. Like they put out Battlefront two. They should listen. I wish they would, but the fact of the matter is that they just go like they could just go. Hey, we're making Star Wars Battlefront three, and it's and it would it would probably be pretty much the exact same game, it's same be. multiplayer modes. There's gonna be maybe a slightly longer campaign that's a little cooler, and then there's gonna be like one extra mode or something, and then you know they're gonna add maybe like three new characters or something to the hero pool or whatever, and everyone's gonna be like, "Yo, what the hell? It's like the same game and it's still broken." But everyone's still gonna buy it 
because because they're going to pay streamers to play it and if streamers are playing it people want to play it and then if the game is still fun then it's going to make even more money so they don't have to fix any of these problems so i think you opened up a lot of episodes down the line i would love to speak about streaming and how like that first month where paid streams go up and then the streamers quickly abandon the stream or like really how a lot of bad video games get get bought these days and i also want to speak about like the downfall of blizzard because that's so sad a a, a gaming company that went from having a con where they would actually listen to their community to just nonstop marketing and offering nothing to you all the time and like making broken games like that's not blizzard man i i don't know blizzard went blizzard went downhill there's a lot of scandals that have been going on with them in regards to like you know political stuff too we could talk about all that in an episode because it sucks and it's like the money machine video games are the largest export of our country and the largest entertainment industry in the world right now so if there was a community that could spare a few bucks, an industry to spare a few bucks to fix a game and not really take a hit, it would be the video game industry. But we have all these broken games, and it's frustrating. And right. there's a reason why I'm not even going to play some of the more modern DICE Star Wars games. Like, did you even consider this game? I didn't even look up a trailer. So Star I'm Wars Squadrons for our audio I listeners. For- I forgot about it. Uh, Keith bought this game on my roommate. Bought this game on Black Friday because <laughs> oh, no. it was on sale. Because oh, it was okay. on sale. Okay. Okay. So good. 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 I think he got it for like thirty bucks or something because it was on sale. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Either way. So I watched him play it, and it looks amazing. Obviously, looks incredible. Right. Sounds amazing. Um, it's Dice. They're AAA. They have talented engineers. Right. And. I only watched him play like two levels and it was the very beginning of the game. And as far as I can understand, it's basically for, if I'm speaking just to you, Chris, it's your least favorite part of star Wars battlefront, but it's the whole game. is just that it's just the space battles. Yeah. Um, so if you like flying around in battlefront in all the space, in all the spaceships and shooting stuff, then like, you're going to love this game because it's the exact same controls. Like I was talking to Keith about it and it was, that was it. It was just like, I was like, this is how it is in Battlefront. And he was like, that's what I'm doing. I was like, cool. So and they I basically just committed that. to the whole game. And it, it honestly, like in the cockpit, it's pretty cool. It's pretty crazy. Like you have to, like you have three levels of power for your shields, your uh, weapons and your uh, boosters. And depending on what you want to do, you have to divert power. Like if you're getting shit, if you're getting shot a lot, then like you got to divert power to shields. If you're just trying to fly really fast, you divert power to your thrusters. Like it's pretty cool in that sense. Um, Did you just accidentally really cool. curse? I guess so. Yeah, I meant to say shoot, and I said shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, that's um, the, that right but yeah, there. So like they they definitely they base so yeah to put it basically and from someone who hasn't actually played through most of the game. Um, it looks like you just take the space battles from the new Battlefront games and add in a couple more like immersive features such as being inside the cockpit like you can see here if you're watching us on YouTube um, and all of the switches and all of the radars and all of the little things. Um, My only problem with so, this game is, um, you know, Jedi? I don't see any Jedi. I mean, that's boring, man. You know? I, I don't... Well, listen, on the one hand... Well, first of all, I have no idea if there are Jedi or not in this. Second of they all... They could be flying around. You never know. I mean, somebody, Darth, hey, Darth yeah, Vader exactly. got in the mix. Darth Vader got in that TIE fighter. That's what I'm saying. Anakin Skywalker, I'm glad you brought him up, one of the best pilots of all time, of the entire Star Wars history universe. True. 
So Facts. like, th- so can that. I ask you one quick uh, question? But about also, this? but also, oh. I feel like Sorry. one of the compl- <laughs> one of the complaints that people are having with like, especially like the new trilogy of movies, is that they're like, yo. I know that this isn't Jedi, but, like, we're tired of the Skywalkers, you know, we want other stuff, too. So, like, I'm sure that as much as people love Jedis and seeing Jedis do cool things, which I don't really think I ever get tired of, um, people do want other stuff. Yeah, and, you know... So, I think I think that if you like the flying around in Battlefront, you're going to like this game. Chris, I don't think you're really going to have that much fun in this game, even though I think you can definitely see that it's a cool-looking, fun game. It looks awesome, but you know what really right. annoys me? At least in Battlefront, you had the third-person view. And if you have, if you don't have the third-person view, I don't think this is the way to do it. Like, can you zoom in further and get this stupid little console? Here, let me go on it so you can click. Can you get this stupid nonsense out of the way and just see all this? Because I would I like to so. just see all that and not this nonsense. That's half the screen. How am I going to no. aim at something? If that's Listen, my, f- you, you said no. It's a, it's a fir- As far as I can tell, no. <laughs> I'm not it's getting this fir- game. Listen, it's a first-person game, and you're first-person as this pilot, and that's what it is. That's and that is stupid. So I'm glad I'm not and on, getting that. And like the way that you have to do stuff, it you have to see like the consoles and the screens because you have to like hit the switches and see what power is going where and see how you're oriented and all that stuff. So yeah, and here's the last game I wanted to speak about because I only played the first four levels and then. Um, our old band had a bunch of stuff going on and I was planning on going back to school and my job, I went full time, but now this winter, I, this is my project for the winter is to really get into this game. Cause I remember really right. liking it. It's Canon. Right. And I never played it. I only saw some people on YouTube playing it and like rumor has it that this guy might be in this, uh, the new Disney universe at some point in time. Cause you know, Disney's making that shift to all, um, telev- televised programming and especially with star Wars. Imagine if he gets his own show. This would be awesome. I'm forgetting his name, but I'm a huge Shameless fan, so shame on me. I'm going to look it up real quick. And I also really loved him in Gotham as the Joker. He's my, my second favorite Joker, believe it or not. And I know now the talking TV crowd's like, there's Chris. Um, hot take Chris. Oh, but he was... he was. Wait. Oh, I'm thinking of... Cameron Monaghan. like, Cameron that's Monaghan. Not the Joker, but... Yeah, Cameron Monaghan. He's great. He played he played a young Joker in, uh, in uh, Gotham. In Gotham, yeah. Mm-hmm. But is but is he the Joker or is he like a guy who's going to become the Joker? A guy who's going to become the Joker. Okay. Sort of like the movie Joker. Gotcha. But oh, he's Arthur or whatever. Different. Yeah, I don't I don't he's know not. too far. I only watched two out of the four okay. seasons of Gotham, but I remember he was in it and he was the Joker guy and he was good. But this game was cool. really good. I really liked this game. Did you play it? Did you have any history with it? Because I plan on beating it. You no. know, I, n- I haven't beaten a game since I was like eleven. Right. The only thing I know about it is I saw it and I remember that it basically just looked like a Star Wars version of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And the videos that I saw were pointing out a lot of like the bugs and glitches that are in this game and stuff like that, which they may have fixed since then. But that's all I know about it. Definitely. And some I know of that it's probably a cool story. Yeah, there's definitely some of that. But uh, they fixed it since, obviously. And I think you, Andrew, I would like for you to play this and to come back and visit it um, on this show because I think it's really your kind of game. It's It reminded me of that Spider-Man game that you played. It's like that, just Star Wars style, you know? You can choose the right, order of the planets you want to go to. Right, but is this game going to make me feel like Spider-Man? I think it'll make you feel like a Jedi. The only unfortunate thing is he's not a character from the show, so it's kind of like a new character, but he's canon. And that means a lot in the Disney era because a lot of the comic mm. video game canon characters like Thrawn, right, from Rebels and obviously the Legends lore who they brought back, now he's in-game. And I won't tell you where or how, but, like, they have plans for him in this Star Wars universe. He's in this game? 
in the in the new Disney Star Wars universe. Like oh, they right, right, right. they don't just throw away the old sort of legends material that was canon only because George Lucas was seemingly was too lazy to be like, I didn't write that. It's not true. You know what I mean? Like they're using every, every good idea. And this was a really good idea, yeah. this game. And I had to speak about it because I put it on the thumbnail because I loved it. My time spent with it was awesome. Like I don't like uncharted style, single player story, very linear games, but I really like this. Right. I just didn't have time to finish it. And I, I'm definitely mm -hmm. going to this winter. So yeah. Okay. Andrew, with that being said, um, Anything else? Did we leave it all on the table here? Or is there anything else to bring up? There's a couple Star Wars board games that I would love to talk about at some point in time that we've played, but that's a different podcast mm, for a different day. True. Shout out, Imp Ass. <laughs> yeah, that's a very unflattering short form, but I don't want to correct it either because I think it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. Can you think of any sort of video game thing that was Star Wars but wasn't a Star Wars game? Like a Star Wars character appearing in some other game kind of thing? Like, I can't... I'm not sure if I can think of one right now, but... No, I, I know that they the had plans for the um, Force Unleashed character in the old format of uh, appearing Starkiller. Oh! Real quick, the only one I can think of was Soul Calibur 4. If you had it for PS3, you played a, you had Darth Vader, and if you played on 360, you had Yoda, and both of those had Starkiller in them and that i remember was super cool that's cool i thought star killer was awesome yoda was broken as fuck because he was like a He's foot yoda. tall and every high attack missed so it was like what, yeah what the hell totally but darth vader was really cool so fair enough cool. well guys this was another episode and with that that's it yeah that's it guys we're gonna make it super easy for you going forward all of the talking podcast network shows will premiere on wednesday again you can go to our youtube channel monday and fridays both channels going forward we'll be putting out extra content whether it be on talking with andrew and chris over at youtube we post sort of like a little snippet of the episode highlight uh, a funnier moment for those people who and rightfully so might not want to listen to the entirety of a podcast or if it's on domini's channel talking tv we'll do sort of like, you know, if there's like a David Fincher film coming out, for example, this week we did a review of not only the movie, but then Dom posted his top 10 list of David Fincher to sort of enrich what is happening that week, sort of offer some content that can kind of complement the uh, the bigger piece of each week being the long form conversation that comes out on Wednesdays. Again, that is Talking TV and Talking with Andrew and Chris, who both drop their podcasts on Wednesdays early in the morning and on YouTube. You guys can find it all over the interwebs. Both links will be in the description. This is Andrew and I's show's podcast page. Please go hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell for notifications. We'd really appreciate that. And same as with our other podcast, my podcast, which Andrew is honestly on quite a bit, Talking TV. Again, you can go I and watch a lot of TV and movies. Andrew watches a lot of TV and movies, and we're certainly going to cover some things that Dom and I don't cover on, on this on this page as well with that so guys please go and check it out that is talking tv on youtube as well as we're on a bunch of other places as well where both podcasts are on spotify stitcher google play radio public apple podcasts to name a few uh breaker is another one there's so many so guys to name a few but not all yeah to name a few but not all so Again, it's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, both shows on the Talkin' Podcast Network being Talkin' TV and Talkin' with Andrew and Chris will continue to fulfill their promise of content. So if you guys like movies, 
life and everything in between, that's me and Andrew. Come find us over on Talking with Andrew and Chris. If you guys want to get super analytical and super deep in the history of Hollywood and dissect every aspect of a TV show week to week, or even talk about like big blockbusters, that's me and Dom show talking TV. And the last thing I want to throw out there is Andrew and I are getting back in the music game. It's happening in 2021. We needed a little time off. We needed to figure out what to do next. I've been learning how to record and pretty much everything we do going forward is going to be 100% creator owned and creator produced. So that's Andrew and I. Follow us on our Instagrams down below to keep up to date with the new music. It is coming. We appreciate your support. We're going to be firing on all cylinders creatively this year. So keep an eye out for it. And uh, hopefully that was simple. Hopefully that was simple. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday you'll get something from both shows on the Talking Podcast Network. And uh, we've been loving doing it. Andrew, anything else you want to leave the people with? Hmm. Oh, that was so upsetting. This just... I was going to turn this on. It's going to be a great moment. And apparently it's dead. But I'm holding a Darth Vader lightsaber that really just embarrassed the hell out of me. Uh, Hold on, ready? Nice. That's what I wanted to say. I like also, it. Also, watch more movies. May the force be with you. I need and stay sweet. I need a haircut. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. There you have it. Yet another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. And we just want to take a moment here to thank you guys so much for all the support you've shown this show. I mean, I'm sure you guys know, but this show is 100% creator-owned and creator-run, and quite literally, we couldn't do it without you. I mean, the fact that you guys keep coming back week in and week out is not only humbling, but it's inspiring, and, and it's a reason why we will continue to deliver upon our promise to bring you content every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so... All we ask for you guys to do in support of this show, for free, mind you, is please head over to youtube.com slash talking with Andrew and Chris. Please click that subscribe button. For whatever video you choose to listen to, click that thumbs up. It would really help out us grow the channel. And most importantly, turn on that bell to get notified every time we post content. Again, that's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube at 2 p.m. And of course, on audio. You guys can find us on Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. That is Talking with Andrew and Chris. And all we ask you to do on those platforms is please click the follow button, the subscribe button, leave a review, preferably five stars. Whatever the platform allows you to do, if you could throw us a little support, that would really mean the world and help us keep growing this show. Once again, guys, we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for the support. Stay sweet, and we'll see you in the next episode.